And are we live? Oh, yeah. See, I'm going to get y'all, I'm going to hypnotize y'all into liking this song eventually. <laughs> Do the flavor slave, yeah, drop my glasses. Cool. <laughs> I haven't gotten a notification yet. Don't All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to thispinkcloud.com. So I am. Let's make make sure I am DJ. I am DJ. Yeah. Are we broadcasting? We got it all up. We got it all figured out. I am DJ Kelly Reverb. That is not the Professor Nolan. (laughs) That is my sister, the Kathy Ward. Hello. <laughs> she Hi, is, welcome to she the is, Pink Cloud. She is sitting in for Nolan today because uh, because she can. No, be, uh, Nolan had some uh, personal stuff, so yeah. we actually want to shout out to Nolan and especially Elizabeth. Uh, she lost her papa. Yeah, we're so very that's sorry a bummer. Family's and loss. Continued prayers and thoughts. Yes, absolutely. So I am not Nolan. Yes, I do not have Kathy. a glitter phobia. Yeah, right. But you, I do yeah. have a clown phobia. <laughs> there we go. Yes, a little bit of a yes, doll you phobia. Do. Yes. As well. We do. Well, okay, so let's uh, let's just wrap here a little bit. Uh, we actually have uh, on the show today a young lady from Halifax, Canada, and her name is Leanne Richardson. She has a website called SoberCity.ca, and then she also has a YouTube channel called Addicted to Happy, and she's basically on there giving you lots of good information, uh, lots of just practical stuff. Like, I mean, I was like listening to her and totally relating to, you know, what she was talking about because, hey, guess what? I had been there. But we'll go ahead and play a little clip from uh, her YouTube channel, Addicted to Happy. This is Leanne Richardson, pre-recorded. And do we have audio? Oh. You might want you might a little audio. There we go. Oh yeah, but not that. <laughs> Chambriel, that's okay. We'll let it slide. But we are going to can you you got it? There we go. Or drugs. So just keep that in mind. So in this video, I'm going to talk about the stages of relapse and then I'm going to give just ten tips on how to avoid relapse. If you manage a team, oh, and that goes into the commercial, so you might want to skip the ad. To track <laughs> I love this. There we go. It's important to understand that relapsing is actually a process, and it's a process that could last um, weeks or even months. So there's a lot more to it than just the actual physical act of relapsing. Um, so there are uh, three stages of relapse. The first one would be emotional, the next is mental, and the last one is, of course, the physical, actual relapse. So I'll just go through each of the three stages, and I'll talk a little bit about All right. each one. So you get, a, you get a drift, you get the drift of it. So uh, let's just go ahead and bring this lovely lady in live now. We've got our guest all the way from Halifax, Canada. And that, that was not a Canadian accent. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm going to butcher it. I'm going to try. And then she can try to do the, hey, y'all, you know, that whole thing. There she is. I see her creeping into our screen yeah. slowly. And then can she see us from over here? 
Oh, okay. So you're you're just we're, doing we're it blind. We're waving at you. Yeah. Just trust us. <laughs> yeah. And, and I okay. even I even wore a nice button-down shirt for you. I didn't. I I opted out of not wearing a t-shirt. I was like, oh, Leanne's got her stuff together, I, I so I might want to kind of actually step it up and look professional. <laughs> well, I'll see it on YouTube afterwards. There you, there you go. go. There you go. And maybe even be on your channel, addicted to happy. <laughs> possible uh possibly yeah clips at least yeah uh, there you go sweet i'm i'm all about it so uh i guess let's start off um with uh we'll just start basic uh where did your addiction start where did you notice your addiction uh to where where it be eventually became a problem sure yeah um well I think for a lot of people, I mean, it started in like early teens. Um, for me, it was around the age of 13 when I first started to to drink. And and uh, I don't know if you guys have it down there, but the Rockaberry Coolers, it's like. <laughs> that's, some, that's some Canadian stuff. We have, Boone, okay? we have, we have Boone's Farm here. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So anyway, the cheap, like, uh, fruity stuff that's just like a gigantic cooler in a great big uh, two-liter bottle. Um, or gallon. I don't know what you guys call it. But anyway, that was pretty much my first experience. And it sort of just kept getting more and more uh, that, you know, through my teens. And I guess I sort of really noticed when uh, it was starting to become maybe questionable would would be in my late teens. Uh, Mostly it was brought to my attention by my mom who said, you know, just be careful. Uh, Alcoholism runs deep in both sides of your family. So just be really careful with your consumption and stuff like that. And I was like, um, whatever, you know, I'm 19. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got yeah. this mom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, it's totally fine. Like, this is just what we do. Cause the 19, uh, is the, the legal age here. So I started, you know, oh, that's even, yeah. Wow. Right. Oh yeah. So, uh, and it was pretty much right on my 19th birthday, uh, which is a week after Halloween where I was then going downtown, uh, every weekend, going to the clubs, you know, doing all the things, but I mean, that was normal. So I was like, it's no big deal. Like everyone binge drinks on the weekend. Um, and that's all it was for, for a few years, um, until mid twenties when it started to get, uh, my consumption increased dramatically. And then it was, uh, drinking every Thursday for like wing night and then every Friday and then every Saturday, uh, going to the club. Did you say for wing night? Yeah. What's wing night? (laughs) Excuse me. That's Uh. generally Thursday nights here in Halifax, uh, for the most part, most bars and, uh, wing night, it's just cheap chicken wings. And like, we usually like a pitcher of beer for like, Uh, I don't know, 15 bucks or something. But, uh, now we know. Yeah, exactly. So it's usually, (laughs) yeah, like a a special night of the week. Um, so yeah, we, that's, it would have been more of those and like, uh, MDMA or like ecstasy was introduced to me in like my early twenties. So like added pills on top of, uh, increased alcohol consumption. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it really mid to late twenties is when it just all blew to hell until I got sober when I'm 30. Now I know I'm not supposed to do this, but, uh, how old are you? Do you mind? Or 37, 37. Okay. Well, you don't you look, look fantastic. You look, yeah. Yeah. I would have thought you were in college. Sobriety suits you well. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. It does. It actually does really good things for your skin and everything. I mean, I gained 30 pounds, but like, so what? Who cares? Because like, I feel, and, and I feel like I don't look at like, I mean, 37 is still young. I know, but like, I do feel like I looked way more haggard when I was 25. 
Right, I and I, I've seen pictures, and they're on uh, your your. Uh, that's what I love about you is you're actually open with sharing your story and all your pictures where you were uh, you were total punk rock girl. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, I look good, I think, but there were some <laughs> pictures where I'm like, oh, no, girl. <laughs> I was a little too spun out there. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, uh, one thing I did uh, and I wanted to touch on because you and I share this common bond, I had some crippling anxiety that I didn't realize I was just making it worse with alcohol. I thought I was medicating it and I had it in check but apparently not. And I know you said that. So let's hear a little bit about your anxiety. Sure. Yeah. And, and same, like, cause I used to, I mean, we all self-medicate, um, especially with alcohol when we're in active addiction, but, uh, yeah, my anxiety disorder started when I was around 13 or 14 and it was just like sort of normal. I thought, I mean, just generalized anxiety, panic attacks here and there. Um, but yeah, in my twenties, mid twenties specifically, um, because drinking increased, uh, and I mean, there's not even, I don't even know what came first, but basically it was a mixture of like increased drinking, uh, increased mental health issues, um, and then increased anxiety. And it was so bad around the age of 25. Um, I legit thought I might be going crazy like it. And, uh, but, but I, I wasn't, I mean, I, sure. I went to doctors, you know, I had talk therapy, I think at that time, but, but it just, it was just the anxiety was crippling. Um, I remember, um, where it was so bad that of course, you know, wear your sunglasses the next day when you're hungover. So the bright <laughs> lights don't hurt that. But I also would wear sunglasses because as soon as any bright color, bright colors or lights, I would get a panic attack like oh, immediately. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. You know, and now, like were you, were you, were you at the up. point where you were just drinking your way out of the panic attacks? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was. And, uh, and, and sometimes I don't even know if it's even part of anxiety, but like sometimes when it was really bad, I would close my eyes, you know, to try to breathe, do all the right things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like I would see flashes of scary faces. Oh, wow. And that's what made me think that, okay, I'm going crazy. Yeah. But really I'm it was just a it. intense panic attack. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I can, it, I can, oh. I can totally relate with you on that because I'm just like, okay, well, first off, when I had my first one, uh, I thought I was having a heart attack, of course. And then and then you get to the point where you're just like, well, I don't really understand what it is. And then, like you said, you know, you just self-medicate. And then, you know, you you eventually get on the wheel uh, or the treadmill like, you know, you and I did, definitely. And, um, I, I mean, I don't know, you know, I tried to do all the breathing exercises and like, okay, you know, serenity now, you know, but it just wasn't working. Uh, and especially, you know, when you're at a 10, uh, it's just, it's hard to talk yourself off the ledge mentally. Um, especially when your body's saying, Hey, why don't you feed us some more alcohol so we can deal with this? So, you know, that's where I was. If you'd like to uh, expound on that, I mean, yeah, I, I was the same way. And then uh, in my mid-20s, when I was adding in a lot of pills on top of it, um, sometimes I don't even know what pills I was getting because they all had different effects. Little street like, action? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, this one makes me hallucinate. I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, why not? Was, yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> it was stupid risky. And uh, But I know that adding... Uh, pills in the next day being hungover and then having that weird like gritty strung out gross feeling Mm. made the anxiety 
10 times worse. Um, but near the end of my active addiction, uh, even if I just had one beer the night before the next morning, I, I'd have a panic attack pretty much as soon as I woke up and I'm like, what is wrong with me? This is horrible. As soon as I quit drinking, it pretty much all went away. It was right now. I, I do have one question. I never really, uh, found out wh- or how you got sober. Yeah. Um, March 2nd, 2014 at like oh, 2.30 wow. in the afternoon. Sobriety um, date. Hold on. Yeah, Golf clap. That's, no, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. It's wow. it's so weird. It's so crazy to think back on it, how it's been almost seven years. It's so crazy. Um, but how? Um, it was... It was intense. Um, so near the end, um, you know, th- they say things get worse and worse as time goes on. Mm-hmm. You know, you say you'll never do this and then you do it. Sure. Like with me, I'll right. never lie, cheat, steal, but I did them. Like I'll never uh, fall asleep in a snowbank. I fell over. <laughs> I, I, like, I didn't fall asleep. Someone found me. Thank right. goodness. Um, Thank goodness. That could have, that could have been horrible. That could have, yeah, that that could have, have ended really up wrong. Bad. You could have uh, lost a few digits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, exactly. Or, or froze or half your life. face off yeah. <laughs> depending on yeah. how you landed. Exactly. I was stuck. I remember I, I fell and it was much deeper than I thought. And I was just stuck on my belly and I was like, well, I can't get up and I'm loaded. And thankfully <laughs> someone pulled me out of there. And I remember on that walk home, I peed myself. Oh, who does that? My. And I said to myself, "Oh, I know, I'll have a problem once I start like peeing myself, like like those alcoholics." <laughs> well, no, I did it, and I was one of those alcoholics. <laughs> so I was like, "Okay," and that was like a week before I really quit. Right. So leading up to it, I was like, mm, "Girl, you're doing the things that you said in your mind you would never do. Like mm-hmm. you're a mess, um, and like uh, throwing up mid sentence." Oh, like, you got to love that. That's got to you know? attract some yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, leading, that was a, a week leading up to it, like doing all the embarrassing things. And now I'm like, I'm super open. Cause like, I want people to be like, Oh my God, that, that was me. Like, it's right. good to hear someone else talk about it. But, I agree. So, so, uh, so yeah. Um, March 1st, the night, the last night that I drank, it was just like every other night I went out with a good friend. Um, nothing bad, crazy happened or anything. I had a pretty good time, but what happened to me, uh, pretty much every time I drank, like this weird switch would happen in my head and I'd start to get like weird, dark, demented thoughts where I would want to fight or I'd want to, uh, self-harm or like, I would, I would just get like in a weird mood, Mm -hmm. but no one really saw it. It was all me. I couldn't wait to go home so I could be by myself. Uh, to usually self-harm, <clears throat> excuse me. And that's what I did the the last night that I drank. Mm-hmm. Had a great time, got a cab home, and I got I got in the door, and then that switch came on, and I was like, I I don't really know what I was thinking. I don't know, I don't think I was suicidal. Um, but either way, self-harm happened. My roommate came home uh and I was in I was in hysterics, but I wasn't mm-hmm. crying. It was, it was just, I was like something, I, I'm something got to give like something. Right now, re- not, not to pry or, and if you don't want to talk about it, I understand, but I mean, were you just a cutter or what, as far as self mutilation goes? I mean, 
Yeah, that that's all it was at the end. When I was a teenager, it was other things. Um, uh-huh. But uh, yeah, that's what it was. It was the blood aspect is what I wanted to see. Okay. And that's what happened that, that night. Yeah, the last night that I drank. So um, and do you think so that my- was happening maybe because like, you know, you were just so enthralled by like your addiction? Or was it, uh, you know, more of a mental thing or combo? Both. Totally both. both. Yeah. Um, because my mental health was so bad at that time mm-hmm. uh, i would have weekly breakdowns of like what am i doing with my life because i would be homeless here and there mm. uh like i'd leave one one apartment and then i wouldn't have anywhere to go so i'd have to stay on a friend's coach for a while and mm-hmm. and uh, so just utter chaos happening around me um and in my own head with you know uh, breaking up friendships and screwing up relationships and all that kind of stuff sure. so so yeah, the mental, uh, aspect, like it was weighing heavily on me of like, what am I doing with my life? Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm almost 30. And, and so that combined with like increased drinking, um, mm-hmm. is, is what did it where I was just like, I don't know, I just gotta, and I wasn't suicidal, but I think I, I did. I would think I don't want to, I don't want to die, but I want to bleed out in a snowbank. That's one thing I, I would always say. And I'd be half joking, but half serious. Right, so, yeah. and, and I knew that wasn't good. I knew that like, I got to do something before I die. I really did feel like that was, that was inevitable. It was coming. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then, so as far as getting sober, what uh, did you just do it yourself? Or was it uh, just like, hey, I'm quitting. And then you just drew the line and quit or how did it go for you? And along with that, Leanne, I want to ask, because you mentioned a term, I don't want to forget it. Um, You said active addiction. Mm -hmm. What what Um, does that mean? That's all I, when I, when I was currently drinking or when I, yeah, that's all I mean. Uh, Yeah. It's a fancy term for drinking. Okay. Well, well, I mean, (laughs) I I didn't know because I I guess, you know, you're, you're still, you're, you're, you're always, um, considering yourself an addict, even when you're sober. So I, I yeah. think that's a, a a good differentiation, especially for those of us like family members or the people who love the person in trouble, who's who's struggling to to know more about the terminology. And, and what do you mean? You say active addiction. I'm like, what is that? So they're making you're always somebody... an addict. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So that that's, that's good to know. Okay. Thank I know you. what you mean. And that's good to make that different differentiation, but yeah, active okay. addiction currently doing it okay uh living in recovery no longer doing it okay Good. gotcha which is awesome and then so back to the yeah, question sorry. you drew the line and just stopped on your own or what, what what happened yeah pretty much um because my bottom was so uh i mean there's worse than we don't compare okay sure so <laughs> but but yeah we that night do. um you know i called my roommate because i was like Things are spiraling. Something bad's going to happen. She came over, called the police. Police came, brought me to the local hospital because they were going to put me in a psych ward. Um, I ended up leaving the hospital because I was like, it's six in the morning. I just want to go home. A little AMA action against Um, medical advice. (laughs) That's what they call AMA. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, You know, you know, recovery is all full of acronyms and everything. (laughs) So, oh yeah. Pause. uh, Post-acute withdrawal. Yeah. Okay. And I noticed you did have a video for that on YouTube, which I found fascinating. Yeah. Not a lot of people heard of pause, but, um, but anyway, yeah. So going to the hospital in the back of a cop car, like that kind of stuff sort of shook me up. I know. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that was the only, well, not the only time I was involved with, but anyway, so 
And then that night, and this is when you had Dusty Burroughs on, he talked about uh, sort of like a spiritual awakening or something mm-hmm. that happened. And that sort of happened to me. Maybe your higher power going, hey, girl, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. what are you doing? <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. And that's what happened that night when I came home from the hospital at like 6 a.m. Um, and then basically, it, it, like everything changed. Like it was, it was, it was weird. Um, what actually happened during that weird 10 minutes and I feel like it saved my life and I don't know what it was still to this day. And there's lots of different theories. I'm sure people come up with, but, and I don't sure. even really know my own theory. Right. But. Well, I mean, it was, uh, it was your higher self or your higher power, whatever you want to refer to that as, I mean, you definitely had some type of intervention that was maybe not of you. Would you say? I would definitely say it was not, there was no, it was not me. I mean, sure. Of course. Yes. I have a lot to do with it. It's not all because of, uh, you know, a third party, but yeah, like there was someone in that room with me. I would, I was sure of it because I got Mm -hmm. home, I went in my room and I was like, okay, what a horrible night, you know, I'll just continue again tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't think it was anything different other than it was like sort of scary. Um, And I was just, I remember I was taking photos of like my, wounds basically as like evidence for my future self to be like mm-hmm. hey slow down and then suddenly I was like someone's in my room you know that and I instantly sobered up you know that feeling where you're mm-hmm. like whoa someone is watching right me. and it was so intense that I stopped what I was doing and I'm looking around my room I started taking pictures around my room to see if I could capture you're something. gonna get an nothing. orb or something <laughs> right, right? <laughs> nothing came up but uh-huh. I was like someone's here but it wasn't scary it Uh was like very overwhelming presence and Uh then went to sleep the next morning I woke up I was two hours late for work uh the horrible feeling and uh and then I was like this is that well that's it I'm never that's my past Mm -hmm. and this is the first minute upon waking is the first minute of my future that's great I love that I love that and then I mean did you did you did you actually um like have any kind of withdrawal symptoms or anything like that after you quit yeah um that's when the post-acute withdrawal syndrome stuff started coming in okay and uh it for me and and I never went to detox or anything like that um I didn't know much about it or anything I just um, I started going to AA right after, um, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, for the, for the withdrawal part, like memory loss lapses in, in, in remembering things. Like I went to, I was two hours late for work that day, but I, they didn't fire me right then mm-hmm. it happened later, Okay, but, um, I forgot like the pet, the code to get into work. So the alarm was going off and the oh, police showed up and, how I was, fun. and <laughs> yeah, I was like a few weeks sober and I told the police that I was like, just so you know, like I just quit drinking and this is actually a symptom to forget things. I, I, t- I taught a police officer about post-acute withdrawal, withdrawal syndrome <laughs> and, and they were fine. They were like, okay, you're not breaking in. Yeah, um, right. So yeah, that, <laughs> and, and like uh sleep was weird and I mean, all uh, the classic post-acute. Well, you know, I, I actually yeah. still have weird sleep now. Like I'm, but it's like, I'm not, uh, it's not a bad thing. It's just like, I don't require 14 hours of sleep anymore. Uh, and I'm not right. depressed and I'm like, oh, I got stuff to do. Let's go, man. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, yeah. I'm up with the roosters now. So, but, yeah, uh, it's awesome to be productive. Yeah. And then, <laughs> I, and then I, okay. So 
as far as your sobriety, then how did you kind of uh, maintain your sobriety or, you know, actually stick with it? Because a lot of people make 30 days, a lot of people make 15 days or whatever, and then they just kind of go, well, I think I've got this under control. I'm going back, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. I understand that. Um, well, like I said, I, I started going to AA right away because I didn't know where else to go. I didn't know what else mm. to do. So I was like, there's an AA meeting up two blocks away from me. So I... I did weekly AA for the first year. Um, and I took advantage of all the free, uh, like resources in my province. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, so it was free addictions counseling for like 10 sessions, something like that. Okay. And, uh, went to like a, uh, a support group for depressions, another support group for cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, those were both free as well. Um, and had I not had those groups, um, like if they weren't free, I mean, I couldn't afford it. Um, then I would have just relied more on like friends and family, which I had a few of who were very supportive, mm-hmm. mostly like my mom and, uh, my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, ah, um, Mr. Mr. Richardson. Way. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you go ahead and give him a shout out. What's his name? Chad. Yeah. He's Chad. Oh, I, my love, goodness. Chad I love you. <laughs> he, he was, yeah, <laughs> he sort of gave me a little bit of a intervention too, before oh, I quit. He's like, He's like, you, you got, you got to stop or we can't, I can't be, I can't handle this anymore. So sure. he was very instrumental in planting that seed as well. Right. Me. That definitely helps to yeah. have somebody saying, Hey, this is not who you're supposed to be and yeah. you can do better and you have to do better. So, you know, well, I definitely somebody, think- somebody that loves you enough to say, Hey, I know you might not choose me at the end and you might choose whatever your drug of choice is. Um, your DOC. But yeah, your DOC. I, <laughs> that, there's another acronym. Um, you know, in, in that person really has to love you to know that ultimately they can't, they can't watch you destroy yourself. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it was. And he said it hurt, but like, you got to do that. Cause you're gonna, you're, uh, he didn't know what was going to happen to me, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so let's get to uh, some of the fun stuff that you have going on now that you've become this sober overachiever, you know. <laughs> right? Okay, so one thing, and I'll just mention them both, and then you can, uh, you know, follow up however you'd like. But you have a website called SoberCity.ca, which is Canada, not California, you <laughs> American Yankees. But uh, <laughs> but so tell us a little bit about SoberCity.ca. Uh, sure, yeah. So that launched January 1st, 2020. Um, right before I knew what was about to hit the whole world and I was super optimistic, but basically what sober city is, um, it's, it's a website, it's a blog, but it's just turning into a community here in Halifax, um, where on the website, I'll post, you know, uh, resources, advice, support, stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. and other like good resources for people to use in the city. Um, but the community aspect is, it's an alternative to AA. It's really just social, right. uh, you know, for people who either just quit drinking or they're thinking about it or who occasionally dabble in the alcohol free life. You know, we have weekly meetups zoom now. Um, eventually we're going to start doing in-person things again, but it's starting to spread out to be uh, like a real community. Well, and I love, and see, I love that you keep on saying the word community because um, that's what Nolan and I talk about all the time. Because if you surround, or surround yourself with, 
community and people, other people that are sober, hey, man, that's going to stack the deck in your favor for sure. I mean, you know, yeah. and I'm sure you agree. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I loved about totally. your website. And then I loved your little bio that you had in there. And you were like, this is like the project that I put off forever. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now you got it yeah. up and running. But then you also have, excuse me, <clears throat> you also have, um, uh, whatchamacallit, you have uh, addicted, addicted to Happy on uh, YouTube, mm -hmm. which you have about 5,000 subscribers and I think like 14 videos, which you very neatly uh, edited and put together. And uh, it's just about specific issues. And and like what was the what was the big one you said, the 50 um, 50 things that are better about being sober? Was that one of them? Yeah, like 50, uh, 50 ways sobriety rules there you go <laughs> but yeah that's a big one like uh, that gets a lot of hits and it uh -huh. and uh and yeah youtube that started first for me yeah um yeah where i was like i gotta i just have so much new recovery knowledge in my head i just want to get it out and help people mm -hmm. so i started on youtube and then a few years later i was like i want to start helping people in my community how and then that wheel started going and then i started sober city right yeah and i mean anybody all over the world i mean um, it, you know, I think it's a great resource to go to your site and it's, you know, uh, cause I could totally relate to, you know, half the stuff that you were saying. Um, and I, I think it's a great thing. And then on what, uh, tell us about the SoberCity.ca website. I mean, is there certain, you know, besides the community aspect, is there other things that are on there like articles or mm -hmm. links, links to uh, like uh, different webcasts like this pink cloud .com. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, is there like uh, what, tell us what's on there without them actually visiting the site yet? Just Yeah. Yeah. There's um, mostly um, for the most part, the blog posts are like advice articles mm -hmm. Um you know, like how to support someone in recovery and mm -hmm. like how to make a sobriety toolkit, that kind of stuff, um, like practical advice. Okay, I want to hear about that. Yeah, what, what is a what is a sobriety toolkit? Uh, that would be things to reach for when you're feeling particularly like shaky in uh -huh. your recovery right. where you're like, oh, I don't know, I'm starting to, I know where the liquor store is and like I'm getting my jacket on. Type yeah, thing. Maybe right, I got gotcha. you. So what is in your sobriety toolkit, Leanne? Yeah, so that, I mean, it's different for everybody, but I give recommendations on, uh, you know, have it, have things written down, such as why you quit, um, have no, phone numbers written down, not just in your phone, there's something about seeing them tangibly in front of you, of mm -hmm. uh, phone numbers of people that you can call mm -hmm. um, when you're feeling low, um, you know, and just other ideas of self-care um, and uh, and other like motivational things to just to remind yourself why you quit and why you want to stay sober. Um, and, and, you know, have some tea, take a bath, do those kinds of things. So, um, it's personalized for everybody, but it's really important. I think to build like that toolkit mm -hmm. right in the beginning when you're feeling good and strong so yeah. that when you're feeling the opposite, you when, can... it, when it doesn't, uh, yeah. And that's what I, I still keep on hearing that it, uh, you know, it gets better with time because, you know, I'm not going to, I'll be forthright. I mean, I definitely, you know, still think about drinking and I, I'm like, oh, I could handle that, you know, but uh, Kathy's yeah. like, yeah. Like, well, well, no, the thing is, is I don't, I know, yeah. I know myself and I know that I don't really necessarily want to take that gamble or that risk. Yeah. 
of you know going back to where i was because where i was i wouldn't wish on anybody honestly so Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and i felt that way too like in year two it was a bit like that where i'm like um you guys like it's i made it a year i'm fine yeah like it's all good but then it it does and it really does keep getting easier and easier and i noticed the other day that um i said i forget what i said something like like Oh no, I'm not even thinking about drinking. Mm. I, but I was like, whoa, whoa, I just said that. I yeah, when you said that, said then that. you just thought about drinking. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Right? <laughs> but it's uh, like, it, it's cra- it really does keep getting better and easier. And then now I'm like, oh my goodness, no, like, please. Oh, I don't want to feel that. I don't mm. want to drink. Like, gross. Right. Like, it's yeah. Weird. It starts to flip. I, I hear you. So, so, so does, so does it get, easier i mean it i mean it, it, it obviously it's it what i hear the word that's on what, the street that's what they that's what they say but then you also you know like aa which up until my brother started this podcast i had no idea about this whole sober community out there and all the support and all the cool fun things you can do with with other you know friends that you meet and other members of your community who become sober um so, but you still hear i go back to thinking old school um that aa uh, one day at a time and you know you'll still you'll have times even after you've been sober for 20 years that you'll think about it um you're saying just always i think that toolkit and i went ahead and i put the link on our facebook feed for our audience right now and in the future who watch this show i that sounds like a really smart idea to me mm-hmm. yeah because it will pop up like for sure even if you're 20 years down the road like because that addiction monster in our head it's always there it's just either quiet or loud or somewhere in between but and even for me like uh, when I just said recently I'm not even thinking about drinking um and I meant it but a week prior to that I was on my way to like a social gathering and I was I started to get scared like oh no what if I just drink what if I just accidentally start to drink I'm like it's it's always there I think I think it's actually I have a healthy fear of relapsing so and i think that's a good thing um but it's not to where it's like a crippling thing to where it's going to stop me from doing anything it's just like hey man you guess what you got to deal with this and you got to deal with it sober you know we actually have traffic down here so you know driving can be a big anxiety uh you know factor and and now i'm just like oh yeah you need me to drive uh yeah i'll go to austin uh yeah yeah or whatever just drive three four hours but uh you know before that when i was in my addiction i definitely couldn't do that so it was definitely crippling yeah and like triggers are always gonna happen like Mm -hmm. bad situations are always gonna happen for the rest of our lives um it's now that when you're sober, you're able to deal with it a lot more healthily, healthlier. So yeah, 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 like, yeah, for sure. It'll just keep happening. But yeah, you're just in a better mindset because you worked on yourself. And that's key too to actually work on the internal stuff. Um, work on the reasons why you used to drink to to hide it. You know, you gotta work on that that internal stuff, and then that will really be sure that sobriety is sustained for a really long time. Sure. And just, you know, and I, I always tell people, you know, you just have to be honest with yourself. And I, you know, and that's kind of what I'm doing now is I don't, you know, I, I don't want to get to that place again. And I realize that there is a potential to get to that place again if I, you know, ingest alcohol. So right. you know. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Well, hey, I am on your uh, site right now, and it looks very fun and colorful. And and I'm looking at the uh, the shirt there, sober as frig. That's very <laughs> yes. that's very Canadian, huh? It is. I know. That's why I, I did it. it. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to have to go on there and uh, do some Christmas shopping for myself. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. I ship down to you guys too. No problem. Nice. Yeah. Sober as frig. I love that. Yes. What's uh, uh well, first off, you're gonna have to throw in some uh free stickers though, so I can do the placement of the sticker on my uh laptop, which I all the people that all the guests that we have on that have stickers. I always well, put there... the traditional sticker on there on the computer. Awesome. Yeah, you got to have the Sobers Frig or the No No Hangover Crew, too. The, those are my oh, two favorites. Oh, I like favorites. that. Okay, cool. Wow, and that's yeah. like, uh, let's see, decals, and then what and, else do we have? And what, oh, what, I, what I love about you is, you're, I mean, you're very, you know, God bless you for being able to be so open about things. I mean, you talk about recovery from a surgery that you had, and you're just like, hey, it's out here. And I, and I went through, and a lot of times before I watch a video, I'll read the comments and you can just tell people are just pouring out their hearts. They're so grateful that you were so open about something like that. And again, I just, um, what a breath of fresh air you are, Leanne, that, that you, you're willing to just put it all out there. Yeah. And the surgery. And you never know who it could yeah, touch. Yeah. Cause I, I watched a little bit on the surgery yeah. and I thought that was great that you put that out there and you kind of said, Hey, this is how it goes. And yeah. you know, you had a lot of thumbs up and I think one a-hole put a thumbs down, but <laughs> it was like, whatever. Who would do that? I, I know, dude. They Hating. change. No, Hating. they change. Maybe they're just old and they need glasses like oh, me. that's and that, right. Because there's no more thumbs down. It's all thumbs yeah. up. It's all thumbs up. Nice. <laughs> and yeah, I feel like it's important to to share. I mean, I, and I completely understand why some people wouldn't want to because it's super personal. But for me, yeah, because that particular surgery I had, I, I was like, before I had the surgery, I was really scared. So I looked on YouTube to try to find other people's experiences. Didn't really find a whole lot. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm doing a whole series because I want, and it, and it helps. People reached out to me too sure. and said how much it, it helped them. I was like, I'll tell you everything, everything from gas pains to throwing up. Like, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and to, you know. and to pee in my pants, you know, it's exactly. all, it's all out there, kids. Exactly. <laughs> Love it. Well, so is there anything uh, else you wanted to plug uh, or talk about or? um you know anything going on in canada how's the covid situation yeah i mean it's 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 fine here nova scotia um you're oh yeah I, you're by oak island oh, <laughs> we were exactly. talking about that the other oh, day okay. oak island yeah, oak oh, the island. curse of oak island we need to have <laughs> you back we need to have you back on kelly and nolan's show just so you can talk about the curse it's of the oak cur island. no but it's we talked about <laughs> it's the cur it's the curse of never finding anything I, and it's the it's re I've never it's, seen it's, there. it's, re it's rehash island and how, and how does that show <laughs> like we're like okay this is i'm watching the same stuff two years later what am I doing that they've got me hooked exactly. on this show? <laughs> exactly. Oh, my husband oh, and I would like, hope to. No, it's, oh, a coin. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's a top pocket find I'm like, right yeah, there. Yeah, that's, a, that's a, sh a shiny piece of dirt. Something's there. I knew something was going to be there. Yeah, no, right. it's not. It's just not. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to find Bigfoot before we find it. Exactly. Yeah. Have you seen totally. Bigfoot? Have you seen Bigfoot? You are in Halifax, so he, that is Bigfoot country. 
kind of that yeah. would be more out the other side of the country where yeah. i used to live too and i'd be like i'm not going camping in alberta there's there's mountain lions and and bigfoot and <laughs> and sasquatch <laughs> that's funny well, i have a, i have a question so if somebody's watching this show um and you know here we are we're obviously the studio's decked out for christmas and i've got my early christmas present which is an elf t-shirt from my brother who knows me well i love him dearly um <laughs> so you know we're getting ready to hit christmas and new year's eve Big drinking times, if somebody thinks they're having trouble, or again, if you've got a loved one you're watching have trouble, what are your suggestions during the Christmas holidays into the New Year's festivities for somebody who is struggling right now? Yeah, and I know there is a lot um, of people who, especially during, during pandemic, COVID, like, yeah, yeah, it's gotten worse for them. Way um, worse. And I know it's different uh, depending on where in the world you are, especially in North America. I know here in Nova Scotia, we only have, I don't even know how many active cases we have right now, 15 maybe. Oh, wow. Like we, we get maybe like five new cases a day. Um, and we're, we're like super strict with everything. So our numbers are good, um, but we're still not allowed to gather in groups larger than 10, I think. And, and okay. gyms are still closed, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I know in other parts, like it's not as strict, um, but you can still use the COVID excuse for a reason not to go to parties or not to go to as many parties. So mm -hmm. I would say utilize That's that excuse point. as much as yeah. you can. Um, and also, um, you know, I know because the holidays, it's it's hard because that's when everyone is drinking. And if you're trying to quit or thinking about it, then it's extra hard. Um, but uh, yeah, I would suggest to watch yourself and know that not a lot of, that most people don't even really pay attention to how much you drink. So mm -hmm. if you just bring a couple and maybe bring some non-alcoholic or maybe just bring some pop or soda um you know switch it up a lot of times people won't even notice right. um and and uh make things as easy on yourself as you can like don't say yes to three parties on christmas day type thing you know like um uh go easy on yourself and give yourself grace and understand that um you have a problem or might. Well, that's true. And you can get through it. Sure, and you yeah. Can, you can totally get through the holidays. And New Year's Eve, too, I get it. I know that it can be uh, sad when you're, for the first couple years of being sober and going out to New Year's Eve parties, like, it's it can be sad. So spare yourself. Maybe have try different traditions that okay. don't Okay, so I'd parties. be remiss. Uh, obviously, she has some lovely artwork on her body. So oh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go, I'm going to go yeah. left field here. Okay. <laughs> show me, show me the, uh, if you can, obviously, uh, show me, show me the, or tell me about the tattoo that you drunkenly got and regret. Cause there's gotta be one, right? Or did you I'm get sure. all of these? I was hung over through a lot of them. <laughs> and no, I would say all of them are good. None of them give me like weird feelings. Okay. I would say. Right. Um, that's my most recent one. Uh, and that's... I've got, I like that. Oh, wow. Is that a, uh, what is that, a raven? It's a crow. crow I love crow. crows in, okay. in general. But the reason I got this and why it's so special is because it's covering a scar that goes from here ah. down to there. Oh, wow. So wow. it's this long. Right. And it was, uh, and that happened in a blackout. So Sure. Did you have looking, to, did, did that one have to get stitched up? I mean, did. It should have, yeah, very much so, but gotcha. I didn't. You put um, it in a, well, you put it in a bank of snow. Well, and that's it was the okay. thing with the self harm <laughs> and, and self mutilation and drinking or doing drugs. Well, when you should be going to the hospital to get stitches, 
you're not yep. in that you're not in that frame of mind so that's totally. a, so that's exactly. a beautiful that's a very that then that's that's a that's a badge of courage and success that you wear on your arm that's a beautiful tattoo and you would never know it's covering something up but you do you, exactly. you know it's that it's perfect it's, cover up yeah and now yeah. everybody that watches this does well, I mean, well, but the, again, that's, whatever. Like, yeah, right. She exactly. Care. She's an open book. She's, she's all you know, good. She, right? Again, she's yeah. turning it into, uh, you know, into a success story and something right. beautiful. Which, yeah. Which I mean, you should be proud. I'm proud of you, Kelly. I mean, I'm beyond proud of Aww. you. You know. I mean, well, you know, Leanne, I have my brother back, and I haven't had him in a long yeah. time. I thought I had him, and then I really didn't. But he was just good at what he did. <laughs> good at hiding. We were t- yeah. we were talking about yeah. that. How. How good I was at hiding yeah. and, and how not so good I was yeah. at hiding. Yeah, then, then towards the <laughs> end, not so little, much. Yeah. But um, it, you know, it makes um, makes a big makes a big difference. I mean, you know, for for being the loved one of somebody who's now sober. Oh my gosh, I can't. I, can't I mean, this, yeah, this I mean, so obviously, season. since you've got sober, like one of the fifty things has got to be family, and obviously, yeah, you right. got uh, you you got married to the guy that was uh, encouraging you. And yeah. then I'm sure your your family just uh, overall um, your relationships have uh, just exponentially gotten better. Yeah. Oh yeah, 100. Like you get respect back from people where you sort of lost a little bit. It's it's amazing feeling, and I can only imagine what it would feel like as like you, Kathy, or like some a family member seeing that, seeing the bad, and seeing the person grow into like a sober, productive person happy person again it must be amazing to witness it's, it's literally with my mom and my dad and my stepmom um and, and with my husband and and with and now with with kelly's wife waverly who's just an incredible lady um Love you, babe. yeah, yeah get, <laughs> get that plug get in, that there. in there um <laughs> we all our first the first thing any of us talk about even if we call for another reason is just to talk about how we got kelly back it's <laughs> you did the little Hercules. Hercules. Yeah, well, I mean, it just it, <laughs> it just doesn't get any better than that because I'd forgotten what it was like to really have my brother, and now to have him back it means it means mm-hmm. everything. Oh, yeah, everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's group hug. Yeah, <laughs> virtual <laughs> hug. <laughs> right on. Well, hey, uh, what are we doing on time? We're we're. About at the hour, yeah, should yeah. I? Uh, let me. We go. could we could go three well, hours with her. Yeah, <laughs> no, totally. I it's. Yeah, totally. I, I appreciate your preparedness and yeah, actually having so your, your your uh, your game tight, if you will. Um, <laughs> but I just want to go ahead and mention. Obviously, I want to mention our sponsor, um, which is Summer Sky. Uh, yeah. Our sponsor, Summer Sky, which I don't know. Can you uh, pop that address up there? They're good people out there in Stephenville, Texas. Uh, and that's actually where I got sober. And um, Nolan. Yeah, and Nolan and the, the and the professor yes. uh, as well. <laughs> and then uh, I just wanted to let you know about a couple of guests we have coming up. Actually, we have uh, at the beginning of the year, we have um, Dr. Robert Hernandez, uh, which we will be talking about fun stuff like Suboxone. Ah. ah, yes. Well, I don't know what that what, is. What, what well, is it's a, a Suboxone is actually a, uh, a, a like a narcotic that they take to get people off of opiates and okay. heroin and all that fun stuff. And that's a huge and, and yeah, 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 there, yeah. And that's a, that's a, that's going to be interesting. Yep. And then we also have Rick uh, Rick Wells from uh, Summer Sky, and oh. he's actually actually Doctor Rick Wells because Love he it. has his uh, PhD in fitness. So we're going to talk about activities and awesome. uh, you know. How sobriety, how fitness can affect your sobriety as well. Yeah. So, but um, other than that, uh, so sobercity dot 
ca is the website and then addicted to happy on youtube check it out any yeah. anything else anybody you want to say hi to besides your mr richardson <laughs> oh good oh a shout out to um um intoxicated queers which is a new group sort of new group here in halifax okay. uh, which is around sobriety recovery addiction support for people in the lgbtq plus community and they are fantastic but that is it Cool. All right. Yeah. Well, thank yeah, you, Leanne. Definitely want to thank you for coming out. Uh, Congratulations well, for, com- on for all. coming out. Hey, yeah. thanks for coming down here. Thanks for coming uh, down Yeah, to but Texas. Uh, <laughs> one of these days when the vid's gone, we will uh, actually, hopefully, I'll be playing somewhere up in the Northeast and we can say hi. That'd be awesome. Thanks yeah. so much for having me on, you guys. Well, yeah, yeah. Congratulations appreciate it. on all your success. And that wow. is thank you. Leanne Richardson, SoberCity.ca. And uh, I guess we'll, with that, Kathy, I thank you for standing in for the professor thank today. Thank you for having me in. Yeah, and I uh, also want to thank JP, Kathy, and the crew for being gracious network producers <laughs> of our show. Proud to have y'all on. Well, we are proud to be on and proud to be a part of the network. And remember, like I always say, there is no magic pill for sobriety. How do you finish it? <laughs> because, if, you know, does she have it was, up? Do you have it up? Hold on, I well, want to make sure she, she's she, <laughs> Chambriel. There you Kelly go. Kelly and Nolan's okay. tagline. There, yeah, <laughs> there is no magic pill for sobriety. If there was, we would all take too many. Thanks <laughs> a lot, guys. <laughs> Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. We'll see you soon. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Leanne. Thank you. Yeah.